GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, Player One Miggy and the Butterboy. How's it going, guys? Good. Real good. Good. Yeah. Phenomenal. I think Nothing blew up this week. So I far, think it's so important good. for people watching us at twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media uh, to note over my shoulder, they may see what they think is a traditional celebratory Christmas tree. It is, in fact, not that. Um, <laughs> I have been hard at work getting my property sanctioned as an arboretum, and it's important that I have one more tree, so that is a real tree growing in the front room of my home, and soon I'll have that sweet, sweet government arboretum money that I'll be able to buy video games with. So you're saying that's not a celibate Christmas tree? It is not. Uh, okay. Wow. It is, in fact, a real tree that is breeding with other trees. Ah. Circle of Life, Arboretum, I'm going to get paid. That's all you guys need to know. Video game show, what's up? Grim, how are you? I I clearly am doing it wrong. I'm over here crypto mining with my graphics cards, and clearly I just need to be growing trees inside my house. It's part of the Green New Deal. Yeah, it, you can make a lot of money depending on what kind of trees you grow in your house. Well, I'm not I'm not going there. I'm just trying yeah. to get that, that, that Arboretum money. From okay, well, welcome to episode 343 of High Times Podcast. I mean, GameZilla Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, we appreciate immensely the supporters we have at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. If you're uh, listening to this show right now, watching us on Twitch right now, uh, please consider joining our patrons uh, starting as low as just $1 per month. You'll have access to some cool exclusive perks. And then at the exclusive content level, that's a $5 a month contribution that gives you access to shows not available anywhere else on the internet, only patreon.com slash games of the media. And every show that's part of the games of the media network contributes at least one bonus show there per month, per month, per month, month. per month, per month, per month, per month, per month is actually a 28 day uh, calendar. Like if we switch to where every month was February, it'd be a month. They drop the H because it's, yeah. it's you can pay per month or per moth, depending on how many moths you <laughs> no, have in the area. Moths. <laughs> not moths. They freak me out. Um, <laughs> And, and listen, you're not restricted to just blessing us with 5 or $1 a month. You could give us $10 or more if you are just the nicest person that uh, I could possibly know. And you will get a personal message of love from me. That's, only Butterboy. Only Butterboy. Butter yeah. You get a buttery so, message of love. So please join us, patreon.com slash Media, and help us continue to create these very fun podcasts for you. Who knows if you support us enough on Patreon, maybe he sends you a nudie. I don't know. No, no promises. Just saying he's been known to do it from time to time. It'll be tasteful. It'll be tasteful. No dong, just butt cheeks. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. What, what tier? What tier for that? Uh, that, 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 that butter boy on the bearskin rug. What is yeah, the picture? Me. I'll recreate the copper tone. Like there'll be a little dog pulling out a bathing suit kind of thing. I'm going to steal a joke that keeps happening in my channel. What's it going to take our Patreon level to get to for you to launch an OnlyFans account? Uh, they're asking you. It's your No, channel. I know, but I want I want to know for you. Like, I don't have a Patreon, so we're shifting gears. Now we're talking GameZilla OnlyFans, completely yeah. focusing just on the butt cheeks of, uh, of Butterboy. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, supple <laughs> butt cheeks. Um, I mean... I don't know. I, I I have too much respect for other OnlyFans content creators. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to run them out of business wow. with bringing this sweet ass to the platform. Wow. It just wouldn't be fair. Okay. They wouldn't. No one's on my level okay. when it comes to to butt cheeks. I mean, Got you it. could you could uh, just you could take the go the Belle Delphine route and just like troll the titles and just like find different ways to take pictures of different brands of butter. Different molds of butter and different types of butter. Yeah, you want some <laughs> butter? Yeah, you got oh. it. 
I want to give the people what they want, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the platform for everyone else. Oh that needs my it. god! Anyways, we are a video game podcast. Uh, thanks again to all of our patrons. We do have a good show for you today about <laughs> video games. I promise you. Uh, so l- before we do that, though, let's just remind everybody: if you can't stay for the entire show live on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia then please make sure you watch the vod check us out on youtube listen to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher tune in radio google Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts just search games media you will find all the shows that we create every week all focused around video games and other great entertainment so Without further ado, let's get into the news, and we're giving it back to uh, Butterboy still. He did a good job last week, so here's the news! It's time to do the news. I'm basically tone deaf. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. The good Check news, though, the good news is that your mic isn't your mic works now. I don't know what happened. Yeah. 2021, your mic works. So uh, yeah, yeah, I um. I actually uh, got in a fist fight with uh, someone that worked in my ISP, and now they got their stuff together, and they'll make sure I get premium internet for the right price. Perfect. Topic number one, Butterboy's mic works. Topic number two, uh, no, but the real topic number one, <laughs> are we consuming too much screen time uh, with a primary focus around the kids? Uh, a New-, New York Times is worried that kids are playing video games too much during the pandemic. So uh, yesterday they ran a story focused on how kids are spending way too much time playing video games and using their phones during the COVID-19 pandemic. The day the story was on the front page of the paper, this seems strange considering how the world is falling apart and the democracy is dying from the front in front of our eyes. But yeah, sure, let's consider what kids might be playing too much Roblox. Uh, The article which originally ran on January 16th, quoted some experts uh, that presented a lot of scary numbers about screen time. But it also glossed over the fact that video games and the internet have helped many people, kids and adults, stay connected and sane during this terrible time. So, basically, if you haven't been following this whole concept in the past, before COVID, we would always worry about things like um, kids and screen time and to, you know having to limit them because it's bad for you know, their development and, and all this stuff. But... Um, now we want to now we want to run write articles about uh, how it's even worse now, and even though it's their only outlet to communicate with their friends, and it's their only way to actually do things with with family members and friends, uh, that we should that we should be even be worried and and definitely limiting them even more uh, so than before. I I I have a hard time with this article because before. Me, me sitting there and looking at someone and saying, hey, you know what? Get outside and go enjoy life and <laughs> go do things made a lot of sense to me. Nowadays, I'm like terrified to go outside and I stay inside and I talk to people from around the world on a screen. And it's great because I haven't gone insane from being, you know, stuck inside my house for a year. This is this this article continues to go on um, about ran- basically it was bookended by a random small family that is currently struggling during the pandemic. Their son plays a lot of video games as a way to connect with their friends. Uh, his father and mother are concerned about how much time he spends in front of the screen, but also know it's one of the few ways that he has to safely socialize while COVID-19 runs wild across the world. Uh, this isn't a, this is a hard situation uh, many parents around the globe are going through right now, but highlighting only kids and how much tre- uh, screen time they are using ignores that all of us, not just children and teens, are dealing with increased screen time and a lack of real human interaction. Instead, the article goes on and on about how potentially unhealthy and dangerous all this screen time could be for kids and how kids need to disconnect more and how kids are playing too much. They literally focus on this, how kids are playing too much Roblox. So, um... What do you, I don't know, um, let's just, let's just go to our, um, our butter boy here, you know, child at heart. What, what do you feel about this? I mean, you're somebody mm-hmm. that I think in the past vi- would have agreed with the concept of like limiting screen time. You, you definitely were someone that lived that way. How has pandemic affected you and what do you, and how do you feel about this, this article? <clears throat> 
yeah, I've I've definitely been outspoken in the past, not only for like children, like get your kids some action figures or dolls or whatever, have them use their imagination, have them play with the ball outside. You know, again, as someone who's not a parent, I've still been very pro like kids should do that. I want kids to experience some of what I experienced as a youth and seeing the way kids are tied into tablets and phones and stuff. It's different than the way we played Game Boy when we were a kid. It's just not the same thing. Um, but I mean, we're we're dealing with different circumstances here. We're all locked up. And, and I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's not like you can send the kids out to go find the other kids in the neighborhood and go play soccer. Like that's not really that's not an option. It's not safe to do that right now. And there is very serious concerns about the way children uh, are developing socially here during the pandemic. Uh, so having the ability to game with their friends is something that probably in some way gives a, a hint of normalcy and a, a bit of healthiness to it. But we also have a countless number of children that spend their entire day of schooling looking at a computer. So if they go from playing a computer, you know, on a computer trying to learn for the majority of the day to gaming for for a while and then probably back to doing computer homework, you know, it, it I, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a child psychologist. I know that that could probably have a negative effect on a kid. And I know for me as an adult, when there's days that I work all day and then all I do is either game or stream shows or movies all night, it does sort of affect me. I try to go out and go for a walk. I, I try throwing a yo-yo for a little bit. I try going out, especially when it's warmer, playing disc golf. Like trying to do some things away from a screen was good for my mental health. So it has to be good for a kid's mental health. But we're really limited. And I don't have the right answers to say what is healthy and what isn't healthy. But I, I am pretty strong in confidence in saying that all day, every day on screens for an entire year is probably not the best thing for a kid. I don't, I don't have alternative answers for you. And for adults, I would say try to find a hobby that doesn't involve a screen and try to make time for it. I know it's hard as an adult. Just I encourage you to try and take that step for yourself. I mean, I have an answer for you. It's called if if this article is really focusing on kids, then the parents need to act like are, are you having are you having meals with your kid? Shut the screens off and have a meal and have a conversation and talk about something during lunch and dinner and whatever. Uh, like you said, go on a short walk. You have a backyard. Use the backyard. I don't I don't like Do you know what Legos are. Build Legos. I don't know. Like there's are plenty of things, you know, to sit there and enjoy building puzzles together. I don't care. Um, but at the same time to sit here and blame and, and sit here and point at video games as a negative, giving it a negative sense is really, is really just unfortunate in the sense of like how much technology has helped us, um, during this time. So to, to look at things from, from a kid's standpoint, it is not the kid's fault. They didn't ask to stare at a screen for six, eight hours to go to school. They didn't ask for that. So they shouldn't be penalized when they want to play Fortnite afterwards or they want to play video games afterwards. Like that's the whole thing that like is very tough is that is that if you're you if you're leveraging the fact that they're just on screen a bunch more and and, uh, and half of it's school, that doesn't mean you take away their games because that, then now now they're being penalized for it for doing nothing wrong. You know, and, and you worry about mentally you worry about mentally you know messing a kid up that doesn't help either because now they feel like they did but that they're being something's being taken away from them for something that they can't control yeah but one of the things you have to think about too um or you know think about um it, it well one it depends on the age group of the, of the kid you know their, their comprehension or whatnot i mean you go from like and you go from like leaving the house, moving around like every day, like going, you know, you're walking through, well, kids are walking through the halls. They're going from classroom here. They have, they have a recess. They're constantly moving around and then coming home, doing homework and then plopping down in front of the TV um, with some Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever. Now it's just sitting all day in front of the computer. All right, lunchtime here, maybe here where they're sitting game and then like more, more school and then, you know, back in front of more game and, and you know, to get more gaming in. Um, I mean, that's kind of like one thing to, to to keep in mind, like as a parent, like, you know, my child is not as active as as he or she used to be. So, you know, you have to like create some some activities to get them moving, not to say completely take gaming away from them, 
but um just you know let them know that you know that that you know we have to do some activities together don't just send okay go outside run around no do some activities together where you're outside playing around tossing the ball um and then you know allowing with some with some some game and screen time it's just we just it's all adjustment that we have to do and i know it might it might suck for the kid um that that they're getting less time to game or whatever but at, at in the end you know you're growing with your with your child you're learning you're getting inside their head because you're interacting with them um finding out how they feel about everything that's going on and um you know what you need to look out for but you know it's just it's just an evolution and no i'm not and i'm not saying that gaming is a problem it's just we have to we, we have to adjust um you know to everything right which is i mean again like I, I I brought up the idea of Legos and building puzzles and stuff. You talk about throwing a ball outside as long as you don't you know live in the state that we that we're in right now. Mm. You're probably not doing a whole lot outside unless because uh, it's cold and we don't have snow, so you really can't do anything because it's just nasty out. But you know, getting outside and and being able to spend time with your kid, you're gonna maybe you maybe you need to look at this as an opportunity to be able to build a relationship better than you ever could with your child because you do have more time with them than you yep. ever did before. So like you know, you have to look at this. It, you know, you it's your choice to look at this as a half full, half empty. You know, you know, glass situation. And yeah, the the COVID nineteen and and the scary things of and the fear around it is it is what it is. But how do you make the best of it? And so screen time and what I've done with it, I've made the best of it more so than I think I ever expected to. I I don't have any kids though, but I can. But but obviously, Jade, my wife, and I have have kids that are you know in the family that we are keeping track of as far as like how are they doing? You know what you know we're reaching out to their parents. What what can we do? What do they need? You know, um, can we send you some board games so you guys can be more you know have family nights and things like that? You know how how what do they need? What are they struggling with and things like that? And so you know like we have we have younger kids that are in school. Some of them are doing fine with this whole digital world. Some of them have gone back to school because they didn't they could, literally couldn't do the whole digital side of it. It just wasn't working for them and. You know, that whole balance I talk about is like, you just make sure you're not penalizing your child because of, you know, the overall concern of screen time. Like, I think, I think the word screen time and, and, and when it comes to kids is really just blown up and, and, and turned in such a, turned into such a scare tactic for uh, parenting that, you know, most people just assume it's bad and, and they don't do the research and they just go, all right, cool. Well, Fortunately, you stared at your screen all day because of school, and I don't want you staring at your screen all night, you know, playing games. So let's, you know, go read a book, you know, and like, so then you're not only is your kid like not only are you punishing, it feels like you're punishing your child, but then like the things that maybe they would have ended up enjoying, not saying everyone likes to read, but like, you know, maybe they maybe they end up resenting something that they shouldn't. Because it's literally been forced upon them. I mean, how many, how many, like, how many people? I know, I know, I could raise my hand here. How many people had something forced upon them growing up that when they finally got old enough, where they got to choose, they chose not to do it anymore, right? So, like, that's what I'm saying is use this, use this in a way where you could build a relationship with your child, not in a way where you're trying to control your child, and in in the end, it creates resentment. And you know, so sure, like. I'm not saying you should allow your kid to play video games all all night after every day of school, all weekend long, ignore the real world and all that stuff. Like, that's not what I'm getting at. But they're going to do that if you don't put the extra work in as a parent. That's that's bottom line. So these articles of like concern and when we come out of the pandemic, all these problems we're going to have, they're only going to exist because of the people that failed their kids. Mm hmm. That's it. I'm sorry. Like we've, we've talked about this before from video games, create violence to all these things all relate back to a failure in a family where somebody wasn't really being, you know, no offense. Hopefully no one takes offenses, but somebody wasn't being a good dad or mom. Like that, that's all there is to it. You know? So, I mean, I've grown up around video games my whole life and I've seen nothing but positive results because of it. And uh, to the point where I've seen, you know, I see it in the medical field and believe in it and truly believe that it can help people um, on all on multiple levels. 
from just a casual thing to healing. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to how this world, be it digital or whatever, was how you were raised around it, how it was, you know, how it was used with you and, or, or abused and, um, you know, that's what's really going to come down to it. So I'm going to I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of more of these articles. We're going to see people come out of this pandemic that are literally unable to reconnect to the real world. And they're just going to spin it all into this thing of like Zoom did this and, and digital <laughs> media did this. This is Netflix's fault. Like and it's not. It's just the fact that, like, you can't let somebody sit and watch The Office a hundred times straight and and not pay attention to the real world to the point where they believe they have a relationship with, you know, some of the characters in the show. And then then they have to have therapy afterwards because they can't talk to, you know, to some of these characters because they don't exist. Like it, it. it's that same. It's that thing that really is concerning me that we just we're not looking at like really what could solve the problem or where or where that like breakpoint is we're just looking at like hey um screen time that's what's causing it it's screen time's what's causing it let's just reduce the screen time you're good everything will be good like that's not that's not how this works it's not going to fix it and uh just like if we got rid of video games uh we get rid of uh, gun violence you know gun violence would go down no it wouldn't so you know in gta you know, it's stuff like that that I just, I, I hate seeing, and this is the next one. This is the next thing we're seeing kind of get just um, steamrolled, and and unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of negative negative write-ups about it because of it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I want to, uh, we want to hear what you guys think, though. You know, what are your thoughts on this? I know I know. I saw in the chat JJB Cool, who is a dad, um, spending time with his kids, saying that there is a way to find balance. JJB cool would be my example of like how you can look at this and find the positive side of it and be like, wow, I'm working from home. They're they're schooling from home. I'm able to spend more time with them than I've ever been able to spend with them in, in a 24 hour period. You know, like because normally I'm at work, they're at school. We come home, we're exhausted. We go to sleep, repeat. You know, five days a week. So instead, you have this advantage, and and they're using it. But I'd love to hear like what. You know what positive feelings you have about this? What concerns you have about it? Maybe some challenges that have that have uh, you know that have happened because of it. Uh, share it in the Discord. Hop on over to the Gamezilla Podcast channel and and let us know because we'd love to update this in a in a future show. And um, you know if if you're willing to share your stories and you're okay with us talking about them, we'd love to hear uh, what what's going on in your life. What challenges and positive positive memories are you making? What what's happening? Before before we move on, <clears throat> I think it's important that we just take a moment and reflect on the fact that this whole screen time issue, this watching streaming all day or gaming or whatever it is, it's worth you checking in on your kids, checking in on your friends, checking in on your family members to find out how they're doing. Because a lot of people are using these various different things that they have access to in their home to cope, to, to try to, you know, balance out their anxiety or their oppression or however they're feeling. It's important to remember that people, that the human psyche is rather fragile. It's something I'm learning more and more, the older I get and people that, you know, mentally who, who are been rock solid, you could have known them their entire life, having people be locked up or distanced from each other. It has effects on people. So, you know, yeah, if you're worried about your kid gaming too much, or if you're worried about your husband or wife or brother, whoever it is gaming too much or binging too many shows or something like check in on them, see how they're doing. And you know, there's just a a truth that people are trying to fill holes in their lives that they've never had to figure out how to fill before. And it may be coming out in some of these behaviors. So try and check on some people showing some love and don't necessarily vilify them for the choices that they're making to try to get by. Yeah. And understand too, that, um, you know, Johnny riot over on twitch.tv slash games, media coming in and saying, you know, it's hard with to, to manage time and energy and, and then brings up the fact that, uh, he has to spend two hours every Monday watching three smucks talk about random junk on a screen. But, you could listen. You could lower your screen time and listen to the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you want. Just turn it on a speaker and then hang out with your family and you know enjoy the podcast as a family. Obviously, yeah. make sure they're okay with um, you know some crude humor and, and swear words. But you know, other than that, we're good to go. Poop. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up we're gonna wrap up this topic. But like I said, let's continue the conversation in the Discord if you if you'd like to share your your uh, feelings on this topic or your experiences with with this situation. Uh, I just think New York Times really really just kind of focused too heavily on one thing without really. Um, talking about resolution and and what what could be done, and honestly, even what the true problem is, if you know, in in the sense of uh, this co- communication failure, it's one thing if you are, and I don't, I don't know how it, it wouldn't be a kid situation here. It's one thing if you are living alone. Okay, you can't have dinner with somebody else and talk to them. You don't have that outlet. Like I, you know, like I can go talk to my wife or we're talking about kids who hopefully can go talk to their mom or dad or or whoever, you know, whoever's in the household. And like, you know, like that, there is, there is that direct connection. Sure. They can't go talk to their friend. They, they can't hang out with their friends and they can't hang out with others, but they should have a connection for the people that are stuck by themselves. That's the, those, that's definitely a challenge. At that point, that becomes that those are the people that I, I generally worry about the most because I know that they can interact via a screen, you know, but we but there is the concern about screens like and I get it. And even me, like um, my feet, like I could have so much fun talking to so many people right now, like we are on the podcast. But then someone comes to my door and I'm instantly concerned. I'm instantly af- like afraid, you know, and so um that is something that, like, I personally worry about when the day comes where they say, all right, go back to work, right? When they tell me to go back to the office, how am I going to react to that? Because right now I don't, I don't think I'll react well. And, it's not, and that's not because of screen time. That's because of fear of the world and everything that's going on right now and sacrificing a year of my life to quarantine myself to stay safe just to go throw myself back out into society when a variant you know of COVID-19 is starting to pop up here in in the states and I'm like am I really going to you know have this year that I that a I'll never forget but b was just a one of the most difficult years I've ever had to deal with but then just to go out because somebody told me that really doesn't know better anyways. So let's be honest. Like they, they just, they're going to sit there and say, well, it's good enough. Let's give it a try. And then I get sick. Right. And it's all, it's all now, now it's the roller coaster. Now we see what happens. And so like, I don't know for me, there's, there's more than just screen time that's going on here. I think there's just the idea of like being inside of a house or being inside of an apartment or being whatever, and that becoming that has become our world for the last twelve months, and 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 I mean my living room is designed in a way that like I never thought my my living room would ever be designed because of the way that we live now, and so then when the day comes to say go out that door get in your car and every day start going somewhere else that you don't have control of that you don't have full control of like you do your house in a way. That's the part where my brain breaks. That's the part where I feel like a lot of people are going to have problems with. Uh, being okay with it. So, I mean, what's that going to happen the first time you're around someone and you're just standing there and they start coughing? Because before you'd be like, oh man, if you're sick, you better you better not say, I don't want to get sick. You better get away from me. Like, as it, it, was, that, that, it was that chill. Now someone coughs and I'm going to literally go diving over a cubicle wall, army crawling to the other side of the building and jumping out the window from the second story you know, and like, like, I'm just not gonna, it's so different now. Those are the things that I think are trigger points that we're not talking about. Instead, we're going to talk about like screen time. So I'm carrying a candle. I'm carrying a candle. Lysol with me. Like it's mace is right on, on my keychain. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as somebody sneezes, I'm like, <laughs> razor, razor released a, a N95 approved yes. mask at CES this year. It's a prototype. Currently it's a concept. But it but it's made of recycled plastic, so you can actually see people's face uh, facial reactions, and it has an N95 filter plus as a speaker, so that when you yep. speak, it projects your voice. 
I totally want that. Like, I would wear that every day of my life because I would feel better about it. Um, and I wouldn't care what people thought I looked like. I, I just would wear it. So I have to I have to yell through like plated glass whenever I'm out with my wife because she just doesn't like get that loud. We're just trying to like order food and the, the people behind the glass are getting upset. And I'm like, OK, OK, I can handle this. This is this is where my skill set comes in. So the speaker, that's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that I, I think that's the mask thing is still something that's going to be at least that I'm going to adopt even after everything is back to normal when I'm sick. Because, you know, you know, sting and learn yeah. from Japan, you know. And it does when even. I, when it, I'm sick, I'm going to start staying home. It does even. I used have, to be that guy that would go to yeah, work sick. You did. Sorry, I was. Yeah. yeah. My but bad. Not, but that's different no, now. No, You're right. No, now I it's mean different. <laughs> um, and it does even have RGB so you can style yourself out. All right. It's, it's made by Razor. Of course, it has RGB Ooh. on it. All right. All right. Well. That's topic number one. That was our that was our big topic. Uh, let us know what you think in the Discord. Ooh, topic number two, coming straight from uh, from Butterboy here. Fighting game community establishes the code of conduct following allegations and controversies. So if you haven't been fighting, if you haven't been following the, uh, the FGC, um, they've established a new code of conduct, and. Um, the FGC doesn't have a governing document binding the um, the tournaments together. Uh, the new code of conduct signed by video game attorney and uh, prominent FGC member David Ultra David Graham is the first to attempt to meet that standard, and the community is encouraging all tournament goers and organizers to adopt the newly written code of conduct. The guidelines are straightforward, and most violations focus on consent between individuals, anyone who engages in abusive behavior, such as physical, verbal, emotional, suggestive, uh, suggestive making threats, or using demeaning language, and the like uh, will be disciplined, likely in the form of temporary or permanent bans from online and in-person tournaments. The guidelines will be enforced by a new group within the FGC, uh, the Code of Conduct team and applies to all aspects of tournament organization. Uh, this includes fighting game tournaments themselves, as well as the um, connected aspects like chat rooms, web platforms, and broadcasts. So, the um, let's see, they did, we did have a quote on this. So from oh, I see from from Graham himself, he said uh, that last summer's revelations proved the old system was not working. The old system, which was no system, um, more standardized rules needed to be implemented. Because our old uh, system put too much pressure on individual tournament organizers to make community-wide decisions and incentivized a, a dogpiling type of enforcement that nobody enjoyed, uh, having more but not exclusivity uniform or uniform rules, enforcement can avoid these problems. No, like, like, yeah. Obviously, that makes sense. Um, so, if you have been, if you either aren't part of like you, you don't care about the fighting community, uh, fighting game community, or or you've just been living under a rock, there were a ton of allegations that came out uh, recently from you know just just awful situations that are that should have never happened in any scene and. Really, it caused the the whole community, that whole that whole area, just to kind of shut down. You know, the events were canceled. The some of the people that were that were like the head, the heads of Evo and stuff like that, were just like, "Hey, you guys, you guys got to go. You're, you're gone. It's over. Your, your career is over." And because of it, your events not happening. And so they watched as like some as their entire community and their entire ecosystem just started to crumble. So somebody had to step up and do something. It's this sounds like the the right the right direction and you know early steps, but we'll see how you know how it all works out. Now, Butterboy, you're the one that brought this article to our attention. Do you have any any thoughts on this? Yeah, I just would like to see more uh, individual communities starting to try and police themselves in a in a way to better the way people treat each other and the, the way people interact. I mean, a lot of video game communities have reputations of being full of honestly, people that are sort of low life keyboard warriors, uh, you know, and, and I would, 
prefer that people just treat each other decently and with an ounce of respect. It's one thing to like clown on your friends and joke around. It's another thing to, you know, make death threats or say sexually inappropriate things to, you know, other players and, you know, and or behave in person in a play in a way that's unsavory. So uh, having guidelines at from the from the top level at tournaments uh, and through official play that smaller tournaments and, and things like that can adopt those policies. It's only going to, uh, can, you know, allow the community w- to work to better itself and better the way that, you know, they are represented and the way they treat each other and help the community grow. Your community is going to grow when it's healthy and people are treated with respect. Yeah. And you, um, Mickey, anything you want to add to that? You're just there to play games and, and, and win a competition. You're not there to be nasty. Yeah. I mean, this is a pervert on the internet. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it happened in the smash community. I mean, it's like every time there's a gathering of people, somebody's got to have an ulterior motive to try and dip their, you know, beak into something. If you catch my drift, um, it's, how come you just can't just come, just come game and, you know, do what you got to do and then, and then dip out, you know? You know, well, maybe, I mean, maybe maybe holler at somebody if if they if they strike your interest, but don't like press it or use your power or whatever to or influence to try and coerce someone into doing something they don't want to do. Whether it's a, a, I mean, whether you're abusing abuse or just you know the sexual nature. Stop I, it. I mean, obviously, yes, that is the message. But I mean, if we look at we look at video games, we look at content creation, we look at professional sports, we look at. Um, government positions. We can go look at stories of anybody that has power and we can find someone that because they had power, believed that they could manipulate the situation. And so from be it, be it whatever, whatever, you know, I mean, how many times have we heard this story time and time again? And we look at someone who's making millions of dollars that in our, that in our eyes are living the dream and they go and do something that we look at. And we go, you are the dumbest individual I have ever met. And you literally just threw all your success mm-hmm. away because, because you just couldn't, just couldn't do what was right. You couldn't do what, like that, that for most individuals putting right in front of your face that says what's good, what's bad would get it a hundred percent of the time being like, yeah, I, you do that. You never do that. Like, and, and then they go and do the thing you never do. Like that's, that's just it time and time again. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that in any, any world where someone can gain stardom and, and, and a fan base that they, that they all of a sudden, end up putting themselves in that situation of, I don't want to say where they think they're God, but like where they believe they're above people and, and then all of a sudden believe that they can get away with stuff. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever, using whatever tactics to maintain that control until it finally starts to crumble and fall apart, which again, time and time again, we watch these worlds of people that have built an empire crumble. You would think, that people would start to learn and say, eventually that is not going to work and I'm going to lose everything that I worked hard for. So I don't know. Like to me, it's like, like a, you should never want to do it. And, and, and then be like, I just would look at the world and say, it, there's no way you're going to get away with it. Oh, I'm smarter than that last guy. It's not going to happen. I mean, me. that's really what it comes down to. And so like, I just, I don't know. It's it's sad, but but in all reality, when when we look at the NFL, when you know, I'll, like we could use the NFL as as an easy league to go pick on, right? But I could go pick on golf for God's sakes and pick people that did some awful things in the world of golf. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you think is a, a dirty league or a or a corrupted league; they exist everywhere, unfortunately. So the fighting there are so many perverts in the professional <laughs> curling syndicate. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. They're like, oh hey, I really love Butterboy knows. You know Butterboy knows. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but like the red maple syrup on that. Oh, yeah. But when I'm, stone, when... I really throw your stone all day. 
what I'm saying is that I think like the excuses <laughs> that excuses that worlds like Twitch have used and worlds like like the fighting community and the gaming community have used where they're like, oh, well, we just didn't know what was going on is kind of bullshit because it goes on everywhere. So you should just assume that if it's going on over here, it's probably going on in your environment, too. And you, and you should have something in place to protect the people that need to be protected, you know, and to and to uh, find the people that need to be found so that you can remove them from your community before they do so much damage to your community that your overall brand is unrepairable. That's really it. Yep. So oh, yeah, you'll never you'll never catch Sid Stony Myers. I'm the bad boy of curling. They won't can't, can't take me down. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> <sighs> Good, good for good move, good move on the uh, on the fighting community standpoint and their new code of conduct. Um, but I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the, the Butterboy being ridiculous right now. So, but um, but no, seriously, it's a good move. I I look forward to them trying to rebuild, um, you know that that community and rebuild the trust amongst its uh, members. So. Uh, hopefully they can do that and they can and they can get some of these events back up and running and and you know uh take care of the, take care of it moving forward the last thing i want to hear is like hey we're going to do this and then and then, and then we literally have more stories come out about you know negative and improper things happening so sure <sighs> all right topic number 3 ubisoft is making an open world star wars game so i know so so player one miggy seemed somewhat excited um butter boy seemed kind of excited i'm on the fence here okay like i know i can't believe i'm saying this but like when ubisoft says they're gonna make an open world game i instantly am like oh wait a minute i remember every other world open world game you've made i'm slightly concerned here um <laughs> so the studio, the studio not, not me i'm not me i'm a cyberpunk player now my standards are rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> i'm a sky I'm, I'm an elder scrolls player i'm, I'm a fallout 76 player so my my standards have always have, have always been at the bottom i i have some hope here and for and for good reason but the studio behind the division is making a game set in a galaxy far far away um, according to a report from Wired, today Ubisoft announced that its Swedish studio Massive Entertainment is making an open-world video game that is set in the Star Wars universe. There are no details on the game, which uh, w- when it will launch, uh, on what platforms, or what slice of the Star Wars universe it will explore. The game will be built using Ubisoft's own Snowdrop engine, which is best known for the tech behind the Division series. Um... Earlier this week, so the reason this is happening, right? Because everyone's going to say, wait a minute, I thought EA was the only people that could make Star Wars games right now. Earlier this week, Disney rebranded the game division, to, and they called it Lucasfilm Games. Um, for what is it's described as a new era. Since then, the company announced that not only Ubisoft Star Wars games, um, that not only Ubisoft will be making Star Wars games, they'll also, that Bethesda will also be making an Indiana Jones game. And uh, moving forward, EA can still make games, but Lucasfilm Lucasfilm uh, Games will be offering its franchising to more than just an exclusive developer anymore. So um, EA, which was the developer behind Star Wars titles such as the Battlefront reboots, open world adventure, which calling this an open world adventure is. Eh, kind of i guess yeah. jedi fallen order is kind of an open world uh, and pretty some, linear yeah very pretty linear with like a few little open spots um almost but, no side quests yeah calling it open world seems kind of I, I would just call it the adventure game jedi fallen order um and of course last year's space combat game squadrons uh disney says the relationship will continue even as other developers work on star wars games as well um, we're really proud of the games that we have created with EA, Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley says. We will continue working with them, and our relationship has never been stronger. While we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, we got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA. So, um, first of all, making Star Wars games being made away from EA, I'm completely good with. 
There are plenty. There are plenty of developers that would rather have make a Star Wars game for me than some than a, than a group at EA. Uh, we, Project Red. We've maybe not, but we've seen we've seen um we've seen the the variation that we get at EA right from Star Wars Battlefront, which and let's just say Battlefront Two, which was just a nightmare, to Jedi Fallen, you know, Fallen Order day and night difference as far as as far as reception as far as acceptance and so uh squadrons was it, it all for all in all if you're into that style of game great game you know so and these are all different developers those three i named were all different developers that were working on them uh the moving back to ubisoft now building an open world i mean they are known for open world building right they they've they have built the assassin's creed franchise into more into um a just massive franchise they've they've taken the division and and done amazing things with it even after it was a disaster and they had to fix it they did so they uh they did release uh what is it um phoenix um, what is it uh immortals immortal phoenix rising yeah immortal phoenix rising another open world game i mean they are uh watchdogs open world game you know like they they just make open world content as like one of their primary things so as a group that that's going to do it and and using the snowdrop engine um is is an engine that has proven time and time again to be able to make very pretty environments and very impressive graphics for on a scale that is so large okay um and and the reason why I'm more positive about the Star Wars side of things is that where we've had buggy, we've had a very buggy release of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and we had the Division, which originally launched in, in a nightmare situation. Uh, Division Two having its you know a, a really good launch, I'd say, and then having some struggles and then get cleaned up. Um, I would say that the difference here is that yes, Ubisoft has to make this game, but lucasfilm games has to then approve it right and we saw what luke we saw what did back before they were lucasfilm games when they were it was just disney we saw what disney said to ea when ea started screwing up battlefront 2 they were like hey if you ever want to make another star wars game fix this right they they literally told like they like because the fan base went so hard against ea Disney stepped in and said, what are you doing? We are about to take your franchise licensing away from you. You're never going to make another Star Wars game. So the the advantage here is that, yes, w- there's been some problems at Ubisoft, but I think because you're, because you're teaming up with Lucasfilm Games, you're going to have to play by their guidelines and their expectations. And I think more more effort at delivering a polished product out the gate might be uh, happening because of that. Thoughts there, Butterboy? Well, I mean, you guys are thinking real positive. You're dreaming big. But I already know what the game's going to be. It's going to be called okay. Far Cry. <laughs> You're just going to be chewy, rolling around with a bowcaster, just murdering people in the woods on Kashyyyk. It's going to be dope. It's going to be a really cool game. I'm glad to see Far Cry going that direction. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll play it. Hell yeah, I want to be Chewbacca for like 40, 50 hours, whatever it is to play a Far Cry game. Give me the game. Let's do it. I'm I'm hoping that uh, Disney or Lucas has um, a, a bigger, you know, influence in with the game, especially how they're starting to, thanks to Favreau, um, getting favor back with the, uh, the, the Star Wars, like the fans. Um, you know, with the most recent, you know, with, the, with the recent episode of the of the Mandalorian, I mean, they're starting to make good traction and you know try to gain what they lost with the previous trilogy. But um, I'm hoping that they actually do something to contribute to the lore to make things um, make these games great. Um, I'm, and I'm hoping that they don't go with the old school, you know, Ubisoft formula. You know, go here, go here, hide here, raid here, steal here, hide here. You know, lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, give us something fresh and um. Give us thirteen, thirteen, please. That's not happening. That game's dead. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I want to keep hope alive. Keep keep hope alive. You know. Yeah. I mean, when you build an open <laughs> world, I mean, I don't know. Build building. How much of it can be canon? 
how much of it can just be you know just a universe that you can make make what you want of it similar to like back when we played back when i played star wars galaxies or whatever right and it was just an mmo that you just lived in the world of star wars and you did what you ever wanted to do if you wanted to be a dancer at a katina uh, you know uh, a katina well i can't speak right now cantina then you just uh then you just went there and you danced for hours and hours and hours then while people ran around you like you could do whatever it is you wanted to do uh if you wanted to sit there and make clothes for people you could um but at the same time if you wanted to try to get out there and and earn a bounty hunter status or or become a jedi you know and do all and do all the great all those great things you could so like i would love to see when we say open world, we're not talking MMO like like I'm explaining. So we are talking maybe a focus around a character, and then just like you're saying, like could we get a Mandalorian game that's open world? Like how you know or or whatever that that would be probably one of like my most like hyped up moments of my life as far as like getting a game like that. Now, obviously they tried a bounty hunter game back in, back in the day, didn't go over too well, but, but I'm saying like now we're coming around we have a lot of hype around the Mandalorians. We have a lot of hype around Boba Fett, you know, like, so like those are, those are some ticketed items that you could look at and say right now, um, that would be a hot spot. Again, you know, like we love the show. We love the content. Some people are saying it's their favorite Star Wars content ever made or or the best content made since the original movies. So like making a game around that would make the most sense versus saying, okay, well, we're going to make a game with like a brand new character and stuff like that, which and Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order did it and, and it worked and it was and it was good, but it was really good. But, um, you know, I would love to see ubisoft take take a stab at say something like mandalorian and give us give us these worlds that we've had little like snippets of uh in the in the show and let us explore it out even more i mean that's cool and all that but again think about chewbacca with a companion of a baby rancor messing things up on kashik going on a big adventure you don't need to dream up new characters new worlds you don't need to mandalorian it's milked it's done it's over what it's time to go back to Chewbacca. It's time to go back to Chewie. And it's time to experience the galaxy through Chewie's eyes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, just I sleep mean, on it. Sleep on it. Get back to me in the Discord tomorrow and you'll be like, Butterboy, you're right. Give me the Chewie game. Or Mando's the, uh, got, you know, Din Djarin's got his thing going on on, on Disney+. Plus. Chewie, you're about to hold it down on the Xbox and the PlayStation. Okay, but you're, I, I, I feel you. I feel you want to go in a different direction. But how about Lando? Yeah, I'd play an open world Lando game. I'd play that. <laughs> See? I feel like... Not as much as <laughs> i play a Chewy game. I feel like a Chewy game would never work because I don't think I could ever sit there and for, like, say, 30-hour gameplay listen to <laughs> Chewy speak for yeah. nonstop and just read subtitles of like a it'll be just just like just like when when han like han's like listening to me he's like yeah you know like he always knows what chewie's saying it's gonna be like there's not gonna be any subtitles just, and then that way they don't even write the dialogue like, we're just, then, we're just you know, left to assume yeah yeah, that'd be an amazing Dude, stream. It, like, what does he say? Half the work if you have to write the dialogue. It's just Butterboy, like why did you kill everyone in the game? I per I was pretty sure that Chewie was mad at everyone in the game. He was yelling at everyone. I just Dude, shot I everyone. I killed every, everyone. Every arm from every socket. I'll get the achievement for having disarmed every person, every NPC in the game. Butterboy shot first. Oh my goodness. All right. Well. I mean, that's all we really know about this project so far, so we'll have to wait to find out more. But it is uh, it is interesting, and it is good to see that the Star Wars... I, I like the idea of Lucasfilm games. I like the idea that they're kind of moving into, uh, as they're calling it, a new era of trying to explore the uh, the gaming side of, of their franchises and what they can do with them. So, you know, we've in the past, we've enjoyed so many games like I, I already mentioned star wars galaxies but obviously knights of the knights of the old republic and and uh and 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 again 
all the way back to me playing X-Wing, for God's sakes, on PC, on a floppy drive. Like, I just, I've loved Star Wars games, good and bad, throughout throughout the years. And we've seen some really good products get put out uh, recently. But I'd like to see more people have the ability to um, make something with that universe. So... We'll see what that we'll see what that brings. And Ubisoft is going to be the first one to give it an attempt. Well, they're announced as the first ones to be able to give it an attempt and see what they can do with an open world. Hopefully, a true open Ooh. world. It's not Chewbacca. And that open world needs to be Kashyyyk. It's not Kashyyyk and just Chewbacca because that's going to be terrible. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't have to be Chewie. It could be a different Wookiee, but I'd prefer oh, it to be dear Chewbacca. God. Actually, on the real on the real tip, uh, you you were kind of, you were kind of hitting it. Uh, what you were saying, um, uh, Grim, um, instead of being Mando, just like let you create your own bounty hunter, and then you're just going, and you're getting missions from the guild and whatnot, and then going to different planets, um, doing these yeah. missions, and then yeah. you could possibly like that. You know, you're doing missions and side quests or whatever, but there's like an overall story like that's coming from the missions or something outside there. That would be an awesome thing. You customize your your bounty hunter's armor and everything. What if instead of a bounty hunter, you are a nine foot tall rug carpet that was a smuggler? All right, that was our take on the on, on the gaming news. And <laughs> for these topics and much more, please visit gamesonmedia.com where we have all your blogs, all your videos, all the shows, everything that we're doing is available on gamezillamedia.com. Oh, let's move into the, the Zilla update. The Zilla update, for the love of God. Uh Butterboy. Butterboy, what is your uh, your gaming moment of the week? Gaming moment of the week. Instead of a gaming moment of the week, hear me out about the Chewbacca game more. No. <laughs> uh so so for this <laughs> this week in gaming, uh honestly still playing a lot of Cyberpunk. Uh I mentioned that like it was around the 10 hour point that I was like finally felt like the game was starting to open up and now I'm actually at the 25 hour point. So it was my primary point of gaming and I've been having a lot of fun. I'm a side quest guy, so there's a lot less of that dialogue. I wasn't really into clicking all the answering of questions at the beginning of the game. The dialogue's a lot of like rolling into dens and like murdering gang members and that's kind of cool. Um, so that's small update that I, I currently still live with the looming fear that I'm going to have a game breaking glitch and have to just stop playing it forever. So I have a ton of individual saves. So I have a lot of points to hop back to. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And then I guess the only other thing I really had going on is that Castlevania collection on the switch was five bucks, which is 75% off. So I've just been playing some Castlevania, which just feels good sitting on the couch, just whipping some, uh, ghouls and stuff. Feels good. Cool. Well, um, I'm week week every week. I'm excited for this. Well, not excited. I'm concerned about this moment because I'm waiting for that ticking time bomb uh, of <laughs> of cyberpunk to just go off, and you'd be like, "All right, well, um, it's over. The dream's dead." It's like the opposite of the lottery, where it gets bigger and bigger and more exciting. It's like the the fall is going to be greater. Where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sixty hours into cyberpunk, and my file deleted." And now I'm going to hang myself here on this podcast. <laughs> You're like, no, I told you not to play that cursing game. Not on the podcast. We'll get, we'll get, uh, we'll, we'll get the, the channel ban. Mickey, uh, gaming moment of the week. What do you got for me, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. I can, I can finally put this girl away. I can put her away. This was my Scott Pilgrim box. And for those of y'all listening, I'm holding up my Xbox 360. But um, yeah, yeah, I've been putting a lot of time with that. I um, streamed it on uh, Thursday when it when it dropped. But I've also purchased, uh, purchased it on um, the Xbox One, on the Switch, which I've been grinding it out on. And um, I bought the physical from uh, Limited Run Games. So yeah, yeah. They scarred me last time. They scarred me last time. And I'm like, never again. So I'm going to have it physical. I like that play, Miggy. I like that you bought three copies to make sure you're safe across different platforms and different media. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, the main reason I bought it on the Switch is to play with the boys. And I have like I have been grinding so much. Like my character is so like strong on the on the Switch. Um, like they hit me and that's only taking like one HP. And like when I hit them, like they go flying off the screen now. Um but yeah, so you're OP. Great. You're great. Yep. So I just keep grinding out in like the level, uh, like on the same level till I get about five hundred bucks, and then I go in the store and buy upgrades. 
But um, also to go with the theme of Blast from the Past, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV and uh, putting out a call to uh, Johnny Wright and uh, Craig WK. <laughs> uh, I'm putting together a team. But uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm glad they put. <laughs> I'm glad they uh, they made a free version because I was not sure. I started playing it on uh, on Friday, and I was using controller, and I'm sitting. There, I'm like, oh, I don't like this because it's like overwhelming trying to hit this button to access this part of the map to try and do this. I did not like. I think I played it for about two or three hours, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. But um, Sunday I was a little more relaxed. I jumped in, created a new character, uh, Lancer, um. So I was gonna turn the dragon out. I'm so excited, and something told me to plug it, like see if I could, if my keyboard and mouse would work on the uh, PlayStation. I plugged it in there, and it's a completely different experience. I'm sitting here playing on my PS4 with the keyboard and mouse, and it's like it's perfect. So like it's got me in there. Like now I want to keep playing. Now that I'm playing with the keyboard and mouse. I want to keep playing. So we're gonna see if I can make it to the 35 uh, level 35 mark. And if I if I keep going there, then I'm actually gonna buy the game and uh, get into it. It might be um, I might be a serious uh, Final Fantasy 14 player. So brace yourselves. This is our last episode of the podcast. This is it. This Leviathan, is Johnny it. Leviathan. This is because, it. because because Miggy is playing Final Fantasy 14. You're you're rap you're rapping the show because of that, gotta, or is it I because guess. of me and Cyberpunk? Yes. Or is it because it's just Ubisoft's simply yes. about to call me and give me a job? It's Ubisoft's yes. about to give me a big league job. For open world Star Wars <laughs> development of, uh, yeah. of Chewbacca. Um, Ubi, all, call me. All the above. All the above. Um, the... <laughs> Grim, I, I will mail you an autographed copy to my, to my greatest friend and number one supporter, <laughs> and I'll send it to you. <laughs> See, that's why I'm worried. You didn't even make a good Chewbacca sound there. Like that, that just sounded like a horn. <laughs> sounded like he was underwater. Yeah, he's drowning. It's you gotta have water parts of the game. He doesn't like getting wet. So it's like wet dog. I bet. Yeah. He's fine. Chewie's fine. Oh, my God. Okay, anyways, uh, my gaming moment <laughs> of the week is not doing anything that these guys have done. That's my gaming moment of the week. Um, Sorry for you. Uh, I played Final Fantasy XIV. I know what you're in for. Um, you, the fact that you get to play with keyboard and mouse, is, 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 that definitely is going to help you, for sure. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I played on I played with controller, and that's what eventually killed me. Is I'm just like, oh. oh. No, no, no. Um, yeah, exactly. As far as um, gaming moments of the week, I was too busy listening to your guys' answers, but my gaming moment of the week had to be Saturday. Last Saturday was really cool. We did our we did our second ever community Warzone custom matches. So myself, Snow Foxy, Orange Croc, and Sudi this time for the first time. Uh, all came together, brought their communities together, and we, for six hours, played custom Warzone lobbies. So if you're not familiar with what that is, that means it's Warzone, but it's clo- it's like a closed server. It's just people that join from our communities. So everybody that you're playing against, you pr- probably know. So every time you're getting a kill, you're like, oh, yeah, I was super large. Suck it. You know, and then every time you die, you're screaming and getting mad at whoever just, you know, Migra who just sniped you in the head. So it was just it was a lot of fun. Obviously, we had a lot. You know, the communities were amazing. Everybody was having a good time. And it's just it's just a whole it kind of feels like back in the day when you would like get your buddies over and you would play like, I don't know. 007, you know, Goldeneye 007 or, or or like an old like Halo party, you know, when people would bring their original Xbox over. It's like that except bigger scale and just everybody having a big party and having fun. So that was that was my gaming moment of the week. A big thank you to Snow Foxy, Orange Croc, and Sudi for bringing their communities along and, uh, you know, we, we filled, like, you have to have 24 people at least to even launch a room. We launched rooms for six hours straight of 30 plus people, sometimes 40, um, and just had a really good time. 
So we had people that were first-time Warzone players, and we had people that have 150 wins, and the best part was, like, we had different groups winning, you know, a lot of rounds, um, which was... It allowed people to have fun and not feel like they just kept... People were just dying over and over again or anything like that. So it was good. See, I refuse to join in anything of that because you said Migra, and I don't feel like getting my feelings hurt. Or, he wasn't even or, the best there. He wasn't even the best there. Yes, he, he actually didn't show up until like five hours in. So you could have the first five oh, okay. hours migra free. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was fun. I would just throw, I'd go into the lobby mm. and you have like squads, right? And so I just throw myself into a squad. And the first two, we were doing trios. Sorry. So the first two people that would join uh, into my, my, my group, that was my team. And then they would just jump into my Discord and we'd do a round. And the next round, I'd do that again. And so I got to play with a bunch of different people, uh, have conversations with a bunch of different people. And it was just a good time. Nice. Yeah. Those are our gaming moments of the week. We want to know what your gaming moments are of the week. And you can let us know in the Discord. So hop in the Discord today. If you are listening to this show and not watching it live on twitch.tv slash Media, then hop on over to the website, gamesville.com. Click on the community tab and join the Discord right there. So come talk to us in the GameZilla podcast channel or maybe get into any of the other channels that are part of the server and uh, let us know what uh, what you're up to. What's your gaming moments of the week? What are you looking forward to uh, here in the next week? And just have fun talking about video games with a bunch of nerds. <clears throat> All right. Well... That's all I have. So, uh, Butterboy, you want to you wanna close this out? Tell yeah, let me lay it down stuff. for you. If you enjoyed what we put together for you here on the GameZilla podcast, either at Twitch or you listen to a Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you listen to us, we appreciate you listening to us there. Continue to tell your friends uh, and spread the word of GameZilla. But we have other awesome shows you can listen to in all the same places you listen to this show, including the Last Action Podcast. They're kicking off their year of sequels. They're doing all sequel movies for the year 2021, covering sequels to uh, movies that they've already covered on the show robocop 2 was the uh the show this week uh that's uh one that hits home for us as we're all uh southeast michigan boys and robocop is detroit's greatest hero i'm not afraid to say that uh so last action podcast all things action movies get that a listen legend or retro retro gaming podcasts uh, i have to recommend they recently did a very fun show about mega man 8 uh, you want to give that one a listen and uh, noobs and dragons. That's our story uh, storytelling tabletop dungeons and dragons podcast. You will laugh. You will uh, wince with pain based on their decisions uh, and you will go on an adventure. So please give all of those a listen. They're all available for you. Also gamesillamedia.com and have to one more time. Thank all of our patrons for supporting us. Patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Your patronage is greatly appreciated. If you again, enjoyed this show and want to throw a buck or a few bucks our way, please consider joining and enjoying all the exclusive perks and a big shout out. Someone up their patronage during the show tonight. Super Lars. Thank you so much for hopping up to that exclusive content level. We appreciate you. We appreciate it. And hopefully you will enjoy all the bonus shows. Absolutely. So um, thanks again to all our patrons and, and super large. Thank you for, for that increase. Um, let's go ahead. This has been episode 343 of the Games Little Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Game on.